Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Got Your Back, post-game live stream edition. Make it five consecutive wins in a row for the Edmonton Oilers. What a start. What break, hey? Everybody knew it. They were going to be just fine. Jason Strudwick standing by to break this one down. As always, a podcast brought to you by Sherwood Buick GMC. Their massive two-day sales event last week was a huge success, and Phil and the entire crew want to thank those that were able to make it out. That's why they are the number one volume GMC dealership in all of Canada. They've got that extensive lineup of new and pre-owned vehicles ready to find a new home today. And they want to show you why they are number one. They've got a great process, great service, great staff. Mention Got Your Back sent you. You will get specialized pricing, but also three free ultimate detail packages on a new or a used vehicle. Visit Phil and the crew in Sherwood Park online at gmcpod.com. Coming to you from our mobile long shot studio, all game days, all day happy hour specials, $5 for a long shots lager. Say hello to Jason Strudwick. Struddy, I know my shot is a mess. I've got this weird black bar happening right below me. There's nothing I can no. do. We tried to troubleshoot on the fly. So for those who are watching on YouTube, I know it's bizarre. Uh, but it's the best we can do post-game, and we're running a little late, so we decided to just get her going here. How are you, Struddy? I'm good, but let's be honest. Uh, your, your, your strength is not the eye candy. So just, just you're, you're a good talker, <laughs> good deliver, insider. So we're, we're, no one's even going to – there'll be no complaints. <laughs> just a head of hair. How's that? I'm just going to be a head of hair for this – well, half a head of hair for this podcast. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, good stuff. All right, we're not going to beat around the bush much tonight because we just want to get to breaking this thing down. It's late, but there's tons to talk about and what was a pretty darn – Good performance from the Edmonton Oilers. So let's get right into our breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. They're Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop. A unique shop for a couple of reasons. They do custom jobs, right? Like exhaust, engines, body work. If you can think of it, they can get it done. They're also the Ghostbusters. If you can't figure out what's wrong with your engine, and if you've taken it to other experts and they can't, oh, send it on down to the staff at Adrenaline. They love a challenge like that, Marty and his staff. High standards and great service. Visit AdrenalineDiesel.ca. So we wondered, Struds, what was this going to look like, right? How were they going to do coming off this break? And, man, did they ever answer that question fast. That was that was a hell of a start after that break. It's crazy. You know, you, you, you decide you're going to start your third line, and uh, those guys come out, and they respond right away. And uh, they were on their toes, ready to go, and they get in there and score before the uh, national anthem echoing. Uh, has, has ended uh, throughout uh, Rogers' play. So it's a perfect start. And, you know, we've spoken about the idea of getting more people involved by having other people start games. Now, you can debate wh- whether it was they didn't want the matchup that was out there for Carolina, and I get that. But either way, they they empowered that line to say, you get to set the tone for us tonight, and did they ever? 100%. Do we pull that clip from Warren Fogle, by the way, Struds? Did you grab that one specifically? Uh, I don't think not on that Fogel. I have not on the Fogel. So, and and no problem. J- just getting out of the locker room here. I love what you said there, Struds, because I kind of asked Warren Fogel that about what signal it sends you when you get the call to start a game after a break like that, when there's so much on the line and the coach trusts you. And he really he he focused on that word trust. Like, mm. I know it's a matchup thing, right? The other team was starting their third line. They wanted that matchup. But you could also look at it and go, well, they had the chance to get a mismatch right away and 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 not blocked it and, and chose not to do that. Instead, he tapped that line. And, you know, Knobloch said he loved the way that line practiced. You know, we asked him why he started that line. And we'll hear from him in the next segment. Mm-hmm. But he said he loved the way that line practiced. And they showed him, uh, you know, that he could trust them. So bit of a new look line there with Yanmark and a good instinct to get them out there early. Oh, I absolutely loved it. And then, so they, they get the early goal 
and then they send out the the, the big guys and they get it done as well because they're they're excited now they you know it's not to say that connor or leon either those lines don't want to start it's not like they don't want to start games but when your line in front of you goes out there and does what they did you want to follow it up right away and and you want to because other teams looking to answer right they want to push back and you want to double down on it and they got to double down on it right away again yeah it was impressive so the, the, then zach hyman here with another night like there have been a lot of inconsistencies in the Oilers lineup for most of this season, but Zach Hyman really, truly has distinguished himself through the ups and downs of this season so far, Streds. And tonight, another example of that. Oh, he was unbelievable. You know, I think it was the second goal they scored where he, he they, it was a great shift. That is those types of shifts you love. You're in the offensive zone, you're working for the puck, you're on it, you're reloading above, knocking pucks down, all the things you want to see. And they got it done. Uh, and, and they did that. And then Zach Hyman beats his player out of the corner. And I think no one really talked about it. But I love the way Nugent Hopkins picked the D-man in front or the yeah. Carolina player in yeah. front. Just subtle. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, there would be no reason to call a penalty. But he looked big. He, he set himself up, looked big. So the D-man couldn't come and cut Hyman off, who was walking out of the corner. Yeah, no, that's a good pickup by you. Um, boy, good things happen when you go to the net, right? We've been hard on Ryan McLeod a lot on this because I think he's a heck of a good player and has more than what he's shown. When he does stuff like that and goes to the net and good things happen, you wonder, Struddy, if that's going to maybe start hitting home a little bit here. Like he was right in the right spot tonight, right in the tough area, right in the area that I'm sure all of his coaches have been telling him to get to and something positive like that happens. That's got to start to stick. Oh, for sure. Well, he, if, if, yeah, you're talking about the first goal. He gets there and he takes up space. Again, he takes up a lot of space uh, in front, establishes his position. And it's always hard as a defender when you're trying to get to defend someone and they're already in position because now you have to muscle them out of the way or, or, and or take a penalty on them. So he establishes position and is ready for that puck when it comes rather than being casual. And I think that that's... Because he has the ability to get there quickly. He's not the biggest guy. He's, but he's so really fast. fast. So he can so get there. Fast. And he can establish position before most demon can arrive on the scene with him, if that makes sense. So when you get there and establish that position because you're fast, even if you're not the biggest guy, you're going to hold it for a couple seconds. Not like he's weak. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, but he's he's he's, he's not big and strong like Fogel, but he's going to get there quick. Boom, the puck comes to him. Bang. And I think we'll have to recognize Fogel. You know, getting a stick on the other player's stick. Eee, it's a gray area, the penalty rule. I don't, yeah, I don't see too many Oilers fans to. complaining about that one. Oilers fans, are you complaining about that one tonight for the uh, the unjust nature of not calling what I thought was probably a penalty uh, on that first goal? Yeah, that's a good point by you. Uh, lots of good comments coming in on the stream, speculating on what might be wrong with my camera or my shirt, Zuby. So I'm sure. You'll grab some of those for our Ask Us Anything segment. We'll do that towards the end of the podcast. Uh, in our next segment, we're going to break down a little bit of the job that Chris Knobloch has done here and some interesting things that he had to say post-game. Really liking what I'm hearing. He's actually he's really answering questions and revealing some things, and he did that in his media availability tonight, and we'll get to that in a minute. Struds, you did pull some post-game comments, though, I believe, uh, well, what did you pick? You set it up here as we get to the Weiss Johnson soundbox. Um, who was the first one I got? Hyman, was I think it, you said, right? Uh, was it Hyman talking about, was it about Yanmark? No, no. Uh, we had <laughs> we had Fogel on Yanmark and uh, Hyman talking about um, the streak compared to the start of the season. Okay, let's hear that one, yeah. Hyman? Yeah. It's amplified when it happens at the beginning of the year, right? And we put so much time and commitment into into doing things right and obviously it just didn't work in the beginning of the year and I think I said it throughout the whole stretch is we're, we're very confident in our in our team and, and our ability to to play up to our standard and I think we're getting back on track and yeah and it's great I mean it's great for the team yeah I asked him about if going through what they went through has kind of hit them in the face with a dose of reality that like there's no guarantee you can be a really good team and still go completely in the shitter and and they've learned that and he talked about how it's even more amplified when it's off the start of a year i have a feeling struds this team is going to take great care with their game maybe you know more so than we've seen them in the past because they they really have a sense of how fast they can come out from underneath them now 
there's a great story to write here. You know, you, you, you start the year before the year, everyone's thinking these guys are going to Stanley cup final within a month. They're, they're fired a coach. Uh, you know, everyone should be traded away, fire the GM, uh, you know, maybe build a new Rogers place. Like it's completely gone down. So, the orders start digging themselves out. Now they bring the new coach in. And I'm not saying it was all coaching that's made the difference. Yeah. They start building themselves up, building their game up. They now have a little run. They're starting to get back closer to a playoff spot, not in one, but they're getting closer to one. But this is a great story to write. And when you've been um, kicked in the teeth like that, you remember how it feels, right? And you and I think you take every game, uh, understanding it's a little bit more precious, how important it is. And then it's a process. Being being a great team is a process. It doesn't just happen and you just, okay, we're just going to kind of sleepwalk through the regular season and get to the game 83. This is a process. And I think they're really starting to, um, you're starting to see it in their play. But you, I love the way it is. it's very precious. Like every game yeah. is precious and being ready and having your game right is really, really, really important. So I great story to be written here. And I, I, I can't wait to see what happens over the next 60 I, I got to say, and we haven't said this many times about this team, I was really impressed with the fact that they were able to take the break that they took and come out and play that well that fast in that game. I, I was really impressed. That's a mature, mature performance right out of the gate from this team. And, and now, let's be honest, I mean, Carolina had a hell of a run. We're going to hear a clip from Rod Brindamore later. If you haven't heard this clip yet, sensational between the uh, – uh, an interview we did on the bench with Darren Pang. I talked to Panger after the game. We had a good laugh. But we'll talk more about that a little bit later. But the Canes did not have their A game tonight. At time struts, it looked they looked like they were having what was an Oiler night from earlier in the year, right? Best scoring chance of the night, a guy's stick explodes. Now the guy's just literally falling down all over the place. Like it was just a comedy of errors. So keep that in mind. But full marks here to the Oilers. Uh, back to the East Johnson Soundbox quick here. And we'll remind you. December is the perfect time to install the air conditioner. Yeah, think about that, right? You want to have it in place, and they got a deal right now. 25% off. If you order your AC now, you save 25% on all in-stock air conditioning units. And uh, a long, hot summer is going to lie ahead next year. So be ready and get your AC installed ahead of time. I did that. Installed it uh, just before winter, and it was great to have it up and running. Visit WJ Cools. Dot com. Uh, we have Warren Fogel now talking about the line adjustment in Matthias Janmark. Is that what we have, Zuby? Sorry, I, I I wasn't here when you guys picked him. We have Fogel? Yeah, Fogel talking about Janmark, yeah. Fire it. Super smart player. You know, I don't think he gets enough credit here. Um, you know, his details are they're, they're sharp, you know. So you definitely notice that. You know, all the guys notice that, but when you play with him, you notice those details, and, you know, there's a massive block there. You know, it's 4 nothing game, and those are details that I'm talking about, you know, that helps us win games, and um, huge play by him. What did you see from Janmark, Stretty? Well, I, first off, I love the detail that uh, Fogel brings up about the block shot. Yeah. Everyone sees that. Everybody sees. He's right. It's 4 nothing. There's no reason to be diving in front of that. But he saw an opportunity, um, Janmark did, to, to be in the right in the shooting lane. And then with that, kicked it off, and boom, he was gone. They were gone the other way. I, I absolutely thought that was a huge play um, by him because it's going to encourage other people to do it, right? Doing the right thing is contagious, just like doing the wrong thing is contagious on any team. So I think that they're doing the right thing there was really impressive. But he is, Yanmark is a subtle. It's pretty rare you're going to put him on uh, Instagram and be like, look at this guy, what a move he made. But he's yeah. appreciated by his teammates. Well, first off, by his coaches, because he does the right thing most of the time. But his teammates, because he's in the right place most of the time. And that makes it easier and more predictable to play with. Um, but he's not he's not the prettiest skater. He's not like he doesn't have a wicked shot, like, but he he just does it right. And there's value to that. Thought on Stuart Skinner. I think he was he looked very calm, very comfortable tonight. Um, you know, I playing Carolina sometimes can be a little bit misleading. There's quite a few shots there. And I, I wouldn't say that there were, you know, there was many great chances. You know, I, I, I'd, I'd put the great chances at total pretty low. Um, but I'm glad for him that there was a lot of shots because it's going to bring his save percentage hopefully back up, right? Like I think he, yeah. he, he, he took a lot from the team. But you have to keep in mind, Shugger, when the team in front of you is more structured, I believe the goalie relaxes and can play his game better. And I, 
that was the point I was trying to make earlier in the season when people are like, oh, we got to get all these new goalies. Here. I, I understand what you're saying, but mm -hmm. imagine playing in front of that. It's like a firing squad in front of you. Yeah. Now the team looks more composed. I think that helps any goalie, including the big guy, Stu Skinner. Yeah, he looked he looked really unhappy when that one goal beat him, though. Like, he just, you know, he was a little bit frustrated. It's funny, you know, three lines I thought had great, great nights tonight. Like, did, did their jobs and were really, really strong. Dry side of line kind of struggled tonight, didn't it? Well, I wouldn't put pin that goal on dry saddle. Uh, I think yeah. if you want to talk about the night, I, which I, I wasn't doing, by the way, I'm just saying yeah. overall on the night, like on a night where it was kind of yeah. like points night, and everybody's firing and feeling it and yeah. stuff. They they kind of weren't really on that same ride as everyone else. Well, you know, Connor Brown had a couple chances hit the crossbar. He did. It, yeah, that was. It's, tough I think you know, it, it's you can't. I, I wouldn't worry too much about that line. You know, I think it wouldn't worry. We're, 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 we're evaluating, but that that particular goal that was scored. That is that was what got them in trouble at the beginning of the year, right? And yeah. uh, you bring the puck up and you throw it backwards without looking. You know, I just it's it it looks great and if it works, it's great, but it's very high risk. And I think risk is something they're trying to eliminate from their game, and then it goes down the other way and they get pinched. Yeah, for sure. Okay, listen, that was the breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. Coming up on our next segment, we're gonna keep breaking this down. Uh Zuby. That's good, Zuby. That's funny. <laughs> Well played, Zuby. <laughs> Advertising space available here. Um, when we come back in our next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about Chris Knobloch. Some of the drills he's run, some of the coaching he's done, some of the decisions he's made, and some of the things he revealed in his post-game comments tonight. So tons more, including Strutty's World, to come on the pod. So stay with us. Short break. Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z dot C-A. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use a promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, time now for takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. The water may not be warm right now, but the boat deals of Martin Motorsports certainly are hot. December is a great time to get into a new or new to you boat as they're clearing out the old inventory. Or even better, custom order a 2024 model just the way you want it at the best prices of the year. Visit them online at martinmotorsports.ca to view their current boat inventory. We're talking about air conditioners and boats. This is the time of year. If you can, if you can be patient and get ahead of it with your purchases, you can find some great deals on both fronts. Okay, uh, Struds, want to talk a little bit about Chris Knobloch and some of what we're seeing and hearing from him. First and foremost, Zuby, you have the video ready of the drill from practice the other day. Ran a drill in practice, Struddy, and I'll let you explain this. I talked to him afterwards, and basically what he told me was that this is designed the, to force players to play in the middle of the ice and not allow them to vacate the middle of the ice. And when you look at the goals that were scored tonight, early on, it seemed to make a difference. Explain this, Struds. Well, it looks like to me what it is that there you can see those lines. And so two, 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 there's, it's basically four and four, but two players from each team are outside of the dot line. 
and then there's two players inside they can do it so this forces those guys to keep staying in there and trying to make plays in those areas and getting open in those areas more 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 than anything and those guys actually, in the middle of the ice struts he told me they're not allowed to leave the box like they have right. to stay in there right yeah and that's so they so it's like they're two on two on the inside then each of those guys in the square outside and i haven't actually seen this variation i love small area drills i think they're fantastic yep. um and it's really important i think to do it and that's that's one and they all have a, a goal in place so i'll be sinking that one into my own routine but it, it it just the idea of staying inside the dot lanes where you have the better shotting ang uh, shooting angle but then also yep. moving to get open in that area i think that's where the value of that is well and then you look at that the way they scored their goals tonight, right? Like, and I mean, Zach Hyman's been doing it all year, so so that's obvious for him. But taking it hard to the net, and you see Ryan McLeod uh, sitting in position right in the middle of the ice. Like the Oilers seemed really willing on mass to get to that area, and and it's not that they haven't heard it before. It just really struck me the other day in practice. They were, he had three straight days of practice to try and keep his group engaged and interested, and this was something very different that he went ahead and did. And I just think it's notable. I know you love that word when yeah. they're running a drill like that and putting a focus on that. And then we see the results in game. How connected are those two things? I don't know, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, no, I think that I, I don't believe it's in coincidences. Like this is something that, you know, even Ekholm's goal, the back, the back door tapping, like yeah. Ekholm's driving the blue paint, right? And I'm, I love that idea of driving the blue paint to try to score goals. You know, it's interesting. Like you, you hear, uh, Knobloch, he said it a few times in different avails about, you know, players like to play games and, you know, we don't like to, or, you know, make the practice too boring. But I'm like, you know, I think the players at, at, at least maybe I was different than maybe those elite players, but I, I valued my practice time because it was a chance for you to kind of get reset and kind of get your game going in the right direction. Not that the Dodgers weren't playing well, but just a little bit of, you know, some nice puck touches, kind of like a get yourself going. It's kind of like a, you know, studying, getting ready. And then you launch that into the game. So, you know, I, I, I maybe under, you know, the truth here, maybe the players would, would, would say they'd rather just play games. Obviously they would, but I don't think it was as painful to practice as maybe, yeah. as maybe Knobloch thought was, or he yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Zuby, just so I can set up the segment properly, how many Knobloch clips do you have tonight? Which ones did we end up grabbing? And sorry, folks, I was literally just down in the locker room and we wanted to get up quickly, so we didn't organize this ahead of time. Zuby, what, what do we have? Just the one, just the eight-game segments. It's, it's kind okay. of long, but no it's problem. interesting. Yeah, no problem. So, you know, when Chris Knobloch first came along, I, I wasn't sure what to think in his media availabilities. He's so different than what we've dealt with in the past. I was kind of like, oh, this is... He's understated, he's soft-spoken, but if you actually really listen, he tells you things. And he's not afraid to reveal things that he's thinking and strategies that he has. And he said some interesting things tonight. Let's start with his decision to start that third line. I found this really interesting. He said, I asked him why, and he said, I really liked what I saw from them in practice. And then he talked about how that line had earned their trust. And yes, it was a matchup thing, but you know he was impressed with what he saw in practice and that gave him more confidence to start them. Then the other thing he said when he talked about Fogel that I thought was really interesting tonight, Struds, he did a deep dive into Warren Fogel's offense in previous years. And one of the things he found was a lot of his opportunities in offense came when he was playing the off wing. So he prioritized getting Warren Fogle back to the off wing after looking, doing a bit of a deeper dive. I just think, though, and he told us that. I just think though, think that those things are are smart, and it's interesting he's sharing them. A fresh set of eyes. I think anytime you get a fresh set of eyes on something, you're going to have a, you know, a different outcome for for players, individual players, for the team as a whole, obviously, but individual players. So I think that. Knobloch coming in and he, 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 you know, his first week or two was just a gong show, right? You're just playing games. Yeah, trying survival to, mode. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get through it. Uh, and now I'm sure he's had time to watch different players, talk to different guys and, and have conversations with players and the other coaches and kind of get a sense of what, what have I got here? What, what have yeah. I got here? What can I do that's different? Um, and so I think that that's a subtle change that obviously, you know, worked. Uh, and Fogel's comfortable on his off wing, and they need Fogel going. Like he, he's a guy they need going. When he's going, he, he he can help push a line. And then Janmark on the other side, and obviously you know McLeod seems to be getting some steam. So that has the makings of what could be a third line, right? And now is, is when Holloway comes back, where does he go? Well, that, 
let's hold off on deciding that. But you want to have yeah. something that looks like, and three veteran guys, you know, I guess McLeod's not exact, but two and a half veteran guys on that line, I think it helps. The other one, uh, as we go back to the Reese Johnson soundbox here, I can't remember what exactly the question was, but he talked about the way he and the group are visualizing the rest of the season and the challenge that lies ahead of them. And normally teams will keep this kind of stuff a little bit closer to the vest, but he's not afraid to share these details. So here he is post-game talking about what they're envisioning the math looks like and what their approach is. No, our focus was to break it down in eight, eight game segments. Um, we didn't want to look long-term because there's so many unknowns, uncontrollables, and we just want to control what we can. We can't think about game 82. We have to think about what's coming up next or even a short term. And we started the game um, or um, we started the series, our eight game segment in Washington, and we just broke it down and we, talk to the team about what we need to do to make playoffs and you know 95 points is kind of that mark and we figured if we won so many games in these eight main game segments we're going to be really close um, so we just focus on breaking the season into those little chunks or segments and we'll see what happens from there it's not groundbreaking stuff I just think it's interesting that they're going eight game segments I think often teams go 10 game segments, but they're going eight game segments and, and he was open to sharing that. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the math, but I'm wondering if that isn't a perfect number of games, you know, through to the end of the year. Um, you yeah. know, so it, does it does it end up being like whatever, eight segments yeah. or something like that? Actually, it probably would. I but can't remember. Was, you're going to ask me to do math on the fly. I think because that was tired, their, so. if that was their 18th game. I think they played 23 now. Uh, maybe it's going to be it's going to be pretty damn close either way. Because yeah. 64 and 18, I think that gets you up to 82. But so maybe that's why they did it. It was a perfect number. Um, they kind of just laid out what they have to get to. But I, I as a player, I I really value the segments. I think it's so important to have the segments, but not just wins and losses. It's goals against. It's chances. It's penalty say all the stuff power play penalty like all that stuff. I really like that because you can say, are we getting done what we've accomplished or what we want to do set out to do. Yeah. You know, he's he, he's giving us a little bit of a window into what his process is. And I, you know, I'm, I'm just finding it interesting. So, um, yeah, the results have been good here. Like, you know, was this team ready to turn this corner study anyway? That'll be the you can't answer that question. No. You don't know. But I think you have to give him and Paul Coffey and their staff. You have to give them credit for what's happened here. Like they've come in and the results have been pretty significant. And it's been a pretty significant turnaround here. A five-game winning streak. I mean, they're not fully back in the mix, but boy, they're in a good spot compared to where they were before. Well, they, they can see a bit of daylight. Yeah, they're not done, but they can see daylight. Yeah. I thought Paul Coffey made an interesting point uh, during the game. He had, had a, it was uh, an interview previously taped, and he said, you know, I've, I've talked to all the guys in the room to lean on a teammate, trust a teammate. And I think mm -hmm. that's really important. Can you hear it from Knobloch? He said earlier, like, I, I got to take some pressure off Leon and Connor. That was like within right. days of him getting that job. So there's two guys fresh to the situation. I mean, coffee, maybe a little bit less, but who are imploring those guys to let other people help them. But then, you know, that also empowers the other guys like, hey, you better get it done because they're not just going to try to do it themselves. So yeah, I think I think that's a message is probably, you know, we're, we're hearing a lot more. Before we wrap up takeaways here, Struddy, um, so we should talk a little bit about Philip Broberg here. My, my full expectation is, is he'll be assigned to Bakersfield tomorrow. That I think that just makes sense. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if that were to happen. Um, we asked to talk to Broberg today, and the Oilers elected not to make him available, which, and I know fans don't care about this, like, and this isn't a media guy complaining. I'm just saying this so people understand the way the situation was handled. Um, you know, technically, they have to make him available. He was on the ice and... You know, there are rules that the NHL has in place, um, but the team decided to block for him today. They didn't want to make him available. Obviously, things have been pretty tense. Um, but some other guys did talk, and we do have a clip, I think, from Matthias Ekholm, right, Struds, where he talked yeah. about what he's seeing out of Philip Broberg. Zuby, if you can roll that. Because sometimes it's about being obviously comfortable and, and you got to play, and, and those usually work together because if you don't play, it's hard to be comfortable. So um, obviously, he's a young D-man. He's got all the tools and that, that you can never ask for a young D-man to have. So I'm sure he's going to figure it out sooner or later. But 
I think at this time it's just about him. We need him to be playing, and 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 uh, he's not going to develop in, in the press box. He's not going to develop in the press box. I mean, and Ekholm said a lot more than just that clip. You know, he talked about you know he's being supportive of his teammate and all that. But it's pretty obvious to everybody here. Um, what did you make when you when you heard? I mean, Nurse talked about him as well. Knobloch talked about him. What did you make of the whole scene today, Struddy, where where Broberg, you know, ends up not doing media, and uh, and what you heard from everyone else? I think that doing media in that situation as a 22 year old would be a lot to handle. I really mm-hmm. do. I think that it was a huge story today. Um, I, I wonder if it wasn't a game day, maybe it would have been a different situation. But nonetheless, um, I like the way the guy has defended him. But listen, Matthias Ekholm, this isn't he's not a he's not a rookie. Matthias Ekholm understands how it has to go. Because Ekholm also talked about his first year. He was in the minors a whole year. Didn't get a sniff. Then the next year he made the team, right? And so there's a process to doing this stuff. And it's it's not helter-skelter. Call him up, send him down. Call him up, send him down. Like yeah. I, I, that He needs stability. This guy needs stability in his life. We saw the same with Pugliarby. There was not a lot of stability for him those first couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see with him some stability of being in the minors um, for a while here. And, and Ekholm gets it, but there is, I, I do believe also there's a player there. I really do, but you got to play to show that you can do it. Then when you get the chance, you have to show what you can do. And I don't think we've seen enough. We've seen flashes of it, but like how many real games have we said, Oh man, that's a, that's a a Broberg type game. I I, just not enough. Yeah, for sure. Shane Matheson in on the stream says, I'm glad they did that, talking about the team blocking for Broberg and not having him come out. You wouldn't have, but, you know, someone would ask the 22-year-old kid, does it suck sitting? Here's the thing, and and fans don't give a shit about, you know, us and our access and all that. They, they're, they're fans of the players, and they don't, they don't think of it the same way that we do, but, but we have a job to do, and these are professional athletes, and, like, you know, this were the NFL or if this were any of the other major sports, like this is the biggest stage there is in this sport and there's a responsibility that comes with it. And so just part of what you have to do, like when you get to a Stanley Cup final, there's no such thing as the person's not doing media today. Like the NHL comes in and they take over and like it's no longer the team that's handling it. It's now the league. And on the biggest stage, no matter what happens, you're talking. And I think that the team needs to prepare its players for that. I think that they need to be ready in moments. You know, it happened last year in Toronto too. Ryan McLeod made a tough mistake in Toronto, didn't come out and do media, even though he was requested. And I think that this, I think that it's it's better for these guys in these moments to understand this is just part of being a National Hockey League player. And if we're ever in a Stanley Cup final and something bad happens, I'm going to have to go talk. So you need to get used to being able to handle those situations. I'm not a complaining media guy. I'm not. What I'm saying is, is this is reality in this league. And so, you know, Philip Broberg and his agent made some pretty big news yesterday. Come out, answer three questions. We would have been fair. We would recognize it's a 22-year-old kid. You ask him a few questions about what his intentions are, you know, what it's been like for him, and he moves on. These guys need to get used to handling these situations because when they get where they want to go, Struddy, which is the big dance, there's no sympathy and no quarter given. It's just part of doing this. Well, a couple of thoughts. Number one, um, the question that was hard to that would be hard to answer is not the one. Mm-hmm. Hey, how do you not like sitting out? That's that's easy. That's I, an I easy like one. Yeah. Sitting out. It's, I don't do like you want to be out. here? That'd the question is, yeah, are you yeah. looking to be traded? You know, why are you unhappy? Those are hard ones to answer. Now, the job of the PR staff of, the, of a team is to prepare the player for those questions. This is what's yeah. going to be asked of you. This is what's going to be happening. Not, not that you have to tell them what to say, but just get them ready to see what's coming. Yeah. I always felt best. Um, and I, I, you know, I wasn't asked very often, but I, when I was, when I knew what was kind of going on and I could think about it, I was more prepared for the answers. Right now, again, I was asked like once every 10 days. So I'm not every, every day, like these big guys. But um, so I think for him, that process shouldn't have started this morning. That process should have started yesterday with the orders, his agent saying, you will get asked by the media, and yeah. this is what you. This is what they're going to ask. How are we going to manage that? What are we going to say? That yeah. is how that process starts. So, till this morning is too late. It's it's got to have started previous to this. Yeah. And even Broberg's young guy has to think about. But a guy like Ekholm should have said, "Buddy, media's going to talk to you. This yeah. is what I think you got to say." 
Well, and, and you know what, like there's something to be said for, you know, I don't think they think this about Broberg. I think they, they, they really like him in that room and they respect the hell out of him and they feel bad for him and they know it was just a tough situation. But at the same time, like if it's going to get noisy and as a player, your team's on a four game winning streak here and it gets noisy because your agent pops off in the media as a team, it's like, okay, that's not great when stuff like that happens. And while I'm not necessarily blaming Broberg here, he's young, but if there's accountability for that, it's like, we're not going to protect you from that. Your agent is the one that did this. Like, no, you need to go and, and, and do the media availability. Like that's, that's part of when you make noise, you know, there's a level of having to answer for that too. I I think it's a little different though. We're not, we're not talking about a core player on the team. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, with all due respect, I, I, like the guys with, with all due respect to him and to your comment, He's not helping or hurting this team right now. Like, there's if if it yeah. was uh, Zach Hyman requested a trade, that's a huge story. Now all hell's breaking loose. Like that's, but this is a guy who is is not an NHL player yet. He's in the NHL, but he's not an NHL player. So if I'm in that dressing room, like it's I feel bad for him because I know the situation's bad. Um, I, I'm not. A, I wouldn't be upset with him, and I'd be happy to stand in front and say, "Hey, this is a young yeah. player who's trying to." So I think that he's such a right now a not a functioning piece of this team that it's 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 at best it's a side dish but struds he's an eighth overall pick man and he's a huge part oh, but, of the, but, what the program was supposed to be and you know yeah. listen but the players I, i'm not room, but the players yeah, no i hear you from he, their no one, they're not, it's not like you're it's not darnell nurse it's not yeah. cody cc like it's such as to me, I don't. I don't care where he was drafted. I can he help me right now? And I'm looking over. I'm like, he's not helping right now. He's not playing. So, like, you you f- have sympathy for that player, but it is not. I don't. Con- I wouldn't yeah. consider this distraction at all. I wouldn't even yeah, I, hesitate. And, and I appreciate the conversation, your strides, because like you, you've been in the rooms and you're a player that's done media, and I've been doing this for twenty some years now, and I know, you know, I know what our responsibilities are and the way we have to go about this. So I. I completely understand both sides of it. And I'm not bringing this up tonight to be a complaining media guy. I just, I think there's a perspective here that maybe, maybe Oiler fans or people don't, they, you know, they don't have all the information. So that's how that played out today. And those are the reasons why we wanted to talk to him. The team did what they did. And now we all move on. So I think what everybody could agree on is that I don't think the Oilers owe Philip Broberg NHL ice time, but I think the Edmonton Oilers owe Philip Broberg ice time. And I think that they have failed in that. And I think it's time for that to change. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you want to, like, if you compare it to the Zadorov situation in Calgary to this one, it's it's way different, right? Way different. This is a guy that's going to probably sign a nice ticket in the offseason, a team that's in transition. They have other guys in it. And the captain after said him, so we don't want, like, I forget exactly, but I'm paraphrasing, basically said, you know, we want guys who want to be here. We got to quiet yeah. the noise down. And I, there's, I don't think there's anyone in the room would see, like, Oh, this is a lot of noise talk coming out of Broberg. Like I, yep. I just, I would just be like, buddy, like figure. I just, it's not the same. Yeah, no, it's great perspective from a guy that's been inside the room. Okay, that was takeaways, and uh, that was brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Went a little long with that segment, so we'll mosey along here. Quick break, and coming up next, we will take a lap. Time to talk about your mortgage. It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing or a first time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit redefinehealth.com. All right, Jason Strudwick's appearance on the podcast tonight is brought to you by our good friends over at Kinprint, helping you push your business brand to the next level. 
Make sure you check them out at kinprint.ca. Got some nice new coffee mugs from Kevin that have Kinprint's logo on them. I've got one for you, Strutty. We just need to get together so I can hand it off to you, my man. Love to get it. I love a nice coffee mug. Fill it with tea. <laughs> I gave Brownie his tonight. And he was he was more excited than necessary to just be given a coffee mug. <laughs> yeah, he's... Pretty interesting. <laughs> Time to take a lap now. Strutty brought to you by... Our buddies at Backscape. This product is taking the online world by storm. Right now, it's everywhere. Get rid of unwanted back hair by yourself with Backscape. The water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with long handle lets you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction with no bumps or cuts. It's easy. It's awesome. Right now is their biggest sale of the year with over 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. And choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. Good buddies at Backscape. Keeping it tight. Perfect. Where are we going tonight, pal? Let's talk uh, first off the uh, centers. Ottawa centers, you know, they they, Hmm. they, they changed their, their, they got a new president, Steve Sales, removed their GM. Um, And so the next natural guy is DJ Smith. Well, what they've done is they actually brought in a former coach, uh, Martin, uh, to Jacques Martin. Jacques Martin, yep. and, And to be like a senior advisor to the coaching staff what do you think of this i i think if i'm dj smith i'm nervous because what what i see i i i'm gonna guess and i i know dj so i'm I'm gonna be very respectful but i think what it is is that steve sales is interim gm i believe if things don't go the way that the club wants that jacques martin will take over as interim coach till the end of the year that's what I think will happen. Yeah. Uh, I think it's you're connecting dots that make total sense, right? Because if you pull the trigger on DJ Smith and moving him out right now, then you're end up, you're going to end up hiring a GM that doesn't get to hire his coach. Yeah. Right? So what you're saying makes sense because you put an interim guy in place, then you hire your GM. And then that GM gets to make his choice and put his stamp on things. I think that makes a ton of sense, Struds. My my alarm bells were ringing for me a little bit too when I heard about this. Uh, you know, as respected as as Martin is, and as long as he's been around the game, he's pretty old. You know, pretty old school guy. And and you know, um, I definitely thought like, how is that? If you're DJ Smith and those, how's what's the day to day look like? Are you running? Are you running practice plans by him? Are you running line combinations by him? Is he just starting to hang around a little bit? Like, what's the functional involvement there? Well, it sounds like he's going to be active there every day. He'll be there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I I think that they're hoping that with their help, he can help, Jacques Martin can help kind of maybe plug some holes in that coaching staff and they'll help uh, help the team kind of get themselves going yeah. um, in, in the way they want. But I, I honestly think that he'll be the interim coach at some point. And again, I know DJ, so I'm not saying this because I want him to get fired. I just, yeah, yeah, it's not right. It's not right because we saw Steve come in as the president, and now he's the interim coach. I think we might sorry, interim GM, GM, yeah, he's the coach. So let's slide into uh, our next one. And the Maple Leafs today are are finally got clarity on Johnny Klingberg. Now this guy's yes. had an amazing NHL career. Last year, signed at the Ducks for big bucks for one year. They couldn't trade him. They couldn't get rid of him. The, the Leafs, I was surprised they actually brought him in. Um, and now it's not. And I, I was reading some other transcripts of him from interviews just previous to him going down. He said his hips have been so bad. He has a really hard time getting around the ice. He's not the player he used to be. And this is a major drop. So he's getting Caesar, season injury, uh, sorry, season ending in uh, surgery. And it'll take him out for five or six months. So he's out. This right. is an LTIR. Now they got about four mil they can spread around on another D man because they, without an upgrade on that D, they are not getting it done. So, A, I, I feel bad for John Clayberg. B, opportunity for the Leafs. C, which D man do they bring in and win? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was reported that they had interest in, in you know, off and Tanev. Um, you know, that there were some talks on those guys. Klingberg is interesting, man. Like, what a turn this guy's career has taken. Oh, I recall yeah. a few years ago they were talking about a potential extension with Dallas. Yes. And it was, like, significant money, Massive. significant term and significant money, yeah. and maybe not as much as he thought maybe he could get on the open market. And I don't want to be too 
critical here, but like the place that he landed just absolutely did not work. It was no good in Anaheim. And, and now in this situation, it just, it, it hasn't worked out at all either. Like what a 180 for this guy's career strengths. Yeah, it's just, it's incredible. And so he made 11 million the last two years. I, I want to say that deal was like seven years, like 7 million or 6 million or something. I, I might be wrong, but let's yeah. just say that he left quite a bit of cash on the table. Tens of millions he left. He yeah. Left tens of millions um, of dollars. Yeah. Crazy. So anyways, I, I feel badly for him. I, I would wonder what his career will look like after this, or if there yeah. will be one, you know, I think it's, it's always difficult when you see this stuff happening. Um, you hear your, your hip issues you see what happened with backstrom um so i think it's i think he may be near the end of his career but if i'm a Leafs fan i'm looking ahead because now we can find something to, to, to bring it because i do they need d they need d big time and maybe yeah. Tanev is the guy um that'd be the guy and i'm sure the Le the flames will give him for a really good deal <laughs> which is <funny laughs> yeah oh, his I'm old sure. gm buddy is gonna give him a good deal I'm sure, for sure. That feels more like just a trade, though. Eh? Like no, no need to worry about a contract moving forward, right? You just, you just—that's more of a rental situation, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break because this works out perfectly. The wonderful staff here at uh, Rogers is just doing their janitorial stuff along here, so we'll take a quick yeah. break. When we come back, Stratty's world. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey for all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Strutty. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right, and I'm here, someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> I love the number of times, Stretty, you talk about how good you look. You did it last podcast, too. <laughs> There's one guy in Western Canada making sense here. Uh, he's looking good tonight. I love it. You're very confident. Time now for Strutty's World, brought to you by Pathfind. Just as a great captain leads a winning hockey team, Pathfind's leadership coaching services can steer your company to success, add the advantage of expert coaching to your playbook. Learn more at www.pathfind.ca, a great local company helping other great local companies as well. Strutty, what do you got tonight, buddy? It's always interesting to see what coaches have to say on the sidelines, whether it's hockey, football, soccer, whatever sport it is. I, I, oftentimes, you don't get a lot. Well, today, uh, Darren Pang had the unfortunate uh, job, or fortunate, I guess, in this case, to walk on to the bench of the Carolina Hurricanes to talk to their head coach, Rod Brindamore. And I believe we got the clip. This was what Rod the Bod had to say when his team was down rather quickly against the Oilers. We're on our way to losing 50 nothing right now. I've never seen our team play this brutal. So I, at this point, you know, I don't really, I, I'm, I'm lost for words, to be quite honest. <laughs> so that's Rod Brindamore. I love it. I think that is so funny. We're on our way to losing 50 to nothing right now. And he was right. His team was wearing roller skates in their own zone, losing puck battles, second of the puck all over the place. But my God, Shogger, I, I mean, you've done a ton of sideline interviews i have you yeah. have ever had or seen anything like that in your time no no i mean first of all the first thing i thought when i saw this study was good for rod brindamore for doing that interview like this is the dynamic those interviews are set up ahead of time right but there's the understanding that if the game is out of hand or if the team that you're set up to interview if it's really bad they'll call the interview off so I don't know yeah. how many times I would be working in, on a game and, and it's three nothing after the first. And it's a little bit different when you're working on a broadcast 
the team can kind of wave you off. Like they can kind of sure. go, no, we're not doing an interview at three, nothing. So the fact that Rod Brindamore was willing to do that interview with the score, what it was, I have a ton of respect for that. I think that's great. And Panger is, is well liked, but Panger basically just said, is there anything you can draw out of this so far? And he just exploded like that. So, you know, and like Struddy, did you, did the, did the, I was watching it live here, so I had the binoculars going, but did yeah. the broadcast show Brindamore during the timeout? No, it didn't. He yeah. was losing his marbles on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Like full snap show on the bench. So I'm not surprised that he would. And the other beautiful thing about that, Struds, those players were close enough to hear what he said. Oh, oh they knew it for sure. I was looking for the reaction in front of them. I, I don't know if they, they, well, they didn't react. I didn't see any reaction if they really heard it. But, you know, I, I played I played for a coach in Europe, and I, I always thought it was really good. He's like, if let's say you have, you know, 100% of games, he goes, there's 20 you're going to win no matter what you do, 20% you're going to lose no matter what you do, and then there's 60% in the middle. And those are the 60 you have to figure out how you're going to win yeah. those. They're 50-50. And tonight was yeah. just a night that Carolina was, they were going to lose no matter what. Like whatever, for whatever reason, they were not winning that game. And a uh, tough night for the coach to sit and watch that. It's like you put a blindfold on and a cigarette and just wait for the, yeah. the, 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 the bullet. Yeah. I never had anything like that happened necessarily where a guy was so honest that you're stunned. I mean, I asked a really bad question once to Joe Thornton. And uh, did I tell the story already on the podcast? Yeah, I don't yeah, know if I did or not. Yeah. yeah. So I had that one happen where I had a guy just look at me and say, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. And walk away from me. Yeah. <laughs> totally my fault. Like sometimes questions just get away from you and that one did. But luckily we weren't live. Um, but I saw Panger after the game and I, I said to Panger, like, are I'm really surprised he did that interview. And he's like, they told us. I went to the PR staff and said, how do you feel about it? And they were like, Rod said he'd do it. Rod will do it. And so Brindaboard <laughs> made it clear, like, no, no, man. It, it doesn't matter how the game's going. If I agree to something, I'm doing it. So yeah. mad props to him for, for getting in there and uh, and doing that. That was a great moment. I have a feeling that one might come up again a little bit later on in the show. Leading candidate for Gem <laughs> O the day. That was Strutty's World brought to you. By Pathfind. Zuby, why don't you hop on in here, buddy? Because it is time to get to Ask Us Anything. Lots of great comments, and we always appreciate it on the stream. And uh, time for Ask Us Anything. Brought to you by the Shark of the Park, Rini Buclan of Maxwell Debenshire Realty. Whether you're buying or selling a home, your success hinges upon the expert advice and services provided by your real estate agents. Rini is committed to providing clients with professional services based on experience, knowledge, and skills call her for a no obligation quote at 780-994-0280 that is Rini Buclan Sharp oh the park Zuby no hat today you got a nice shirt on and your hair looks done what's going on day night good. or something oh no but I did get a haircut today I got a haircut today all so right that's right. good buddy <clears throat> thanks pal um and the shirt was actually just to kind of keep warm down here but now I'm hot now I'm sweating a little bit <laughs> it's all good um Lots of yeah, lots of lots of fun on the stream, and um, let me say uh, that JL wanted to say cheers to a big win tonight. Yes, um, cheers to a big win. Cheers. And uh, and Fred Tappenden on that same uh, line of thought said, uh, "Streddy's new segment: If you did three things instead of two, could be called three cheers." So, um, oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's cheers. I'm out. I walk. I, I renege on any cheers. There's no cheering going on. Actually, but I actually think both of those are examples of the type of cheers that you're okay with. Cheers to a big, a big win. Let's we'll drink to that. But, but I appreciate I you standing pat on your. <laughs> um, a couple of really good comments too on Ryan's camera situation. Uh, Bobo yeah, Fred says, "Shogger live from Tora Bora." JL says, "Bootleg video feed." Davin says, "It looks like a censored bar." Shane Matheson said, "Looks like it's Kevin Weeks." Uh, Dr. Gonzo says, looks like Strud's hairline and, what? um, <laughs> and our friend hairline. Steve and our friend Steve Taylor says, I bet Shogger spilled match eatery wing sauce on his shirt. Yeah. So I thought no, that was no, a pretty good one. No, I had a clean uh, shirt. Um, okay. Let's get into the, uh, hacky stuff here. We got, uh, McDavid's holy sock saying, um, with the current streak, we had rumors about trade with Columbus. Do they still push through or hold firm? And if I could just piggyback that also, Kay Gill said, um, if it sounds like Jack Campbell's staying in the AHL for now, do you think Pickard's going to get a start within the next four games? Oh, back-to-backs there. I'll take the first one, Struds, and then you can comment on that and then deal with the second one on the goalies. Uh, I think Ken Holland's going to keep looking. 
Uh, I think that he's got his scouts out there looking. I think they have to be jarred by what happened earlier in the year. But if we were, there was a time where I was saying he can't do nothing. He absolutely cannot do nothing. And I stand by that because at the time, I, I, that's absolutely the way I felt. They rattled off a few wins, and so I think it's probably taken the temperature down and the pressure off. It's nowhere near as desperate. But, Strutty, you have to still be looking to make this team better after what you've seen. Yeah, you, 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 can, you can keep looking, but the desperation's out. And there's no more, like, just, we'll take anything. We'll take it. I think the desperation's yeah. done. You have, you've bought yourself time for sure through to the new year. I'd be floored if something happens before then, unless it was a trade that really made sense. As yeah. far as Pickard, uh, Pickard, I believe he will play, and this is why. So you have to think about your starting goaltender like an asset. And you have to manage him, not just for the next one or two or three months, but for the entire year. And right now, it's Stuart Skinner as your starting goaltender. So you have to make sure he's getting the proper rest and, and time, and, and not just physically, but mentally as well. So is it perfect to put Pickard in there? Probably not. But you know what? You're thinking long-term with your netminder because you want him to be ready and primed for when you get to the meat of the season towards the end or hopefully – Again, the playoff shocker. So, yes, yep. I believe he would play before yep. Christmas. Yep. No, I'm with you on that one, Stratty. Zoobs? Uh, Penner's Pancake says, uh, nice to see six five-on-five goals, too. And considering uh, not only that, but no points from Leon's line tonight, what did you guys think of all the lines chipping in five-on-five? Yeah, I love seeing that. It was one of the things, and there were a goal, a, a, a goal, a goalie, D-man scored as well, right? So you kind of got him from all over. You know, Hyman's been scoring a ton, obviously, this year. Um, but to get everyone, you know, going and involved in that, I think is fantastic. But the, the highlight is the third line. That is the third, the highlight of the game that those guys chipped in for a deuce. Yeah, no, I agree. The fact that the fact that those guys started the game off the way they did, I thought they played really good throughout the entire game. I think McLeod's game is taking a step here over the last few. I think that's going to be really positive for this team. So, yeah, he's built a line here. And they seem to they seem to really like playing with one another tonight. They got good results, so uh, they've got a toehold and something to build on. Uh, Rick Yu says that's three in a row against playoff teams as well, which is huge. Yeah. And uh, Obelis said, just check time on ice. No forward over nineteen minutes either. Either that's how you come back off a break, and obviously the score lends itself to that as well. But seems like a, an important detail. Yeah, for sure. Like you got to when you have a they got to play a lot of games here. So when you've got a lead, you got to keep everybody engaged. And I think, uh, I think they did a pretty good job with that. I think that was smart coaching from Knobloch and um, that'll pay off. What else, Subi? Uh, lots of love. I mean, we've talked about this, but I just wanted to, um, there, there's lots of love on the stream for Matthias Janmark and uh, Bobo Fett said, Janmark's such a Swiss army knife. What a value veteran contract should look like solid contributions in all three zones. Struts. Yeah, for sure. The price point he's at is fantastic. Um, and you do need guys to, to be able to work that in. You can't have everyone making two and a half million, three million dollars in your bottom six. There's uh, Zuby, I'll just grab one quick here and then we'll get ready to wrap up. Um, sure. Struts, there's a lot of talk and debate on this about Broberg. I mean, fans obviously care a lot about this prospect, an eighth overall pick. And just a question of like, what, what level of responsibility he has for his play in being where he is right now. Like, is this, I don't think it's ever one thing, but it's like part of it is his play, right? He hasn't, when he's had opportunity, hasn't necessarily blown the doors off and that's on him for sure. But I think it's a shared responsibility like between the organization's handling of him, which I, I've been very clear how I feel about that. Him not being ready, you know, at the start of last year, him maybe not grabbing opportunity as it's popped up. It's both, isn't it? Because a lot of people are asking. Yeah, I think it's both. If I was his agent, his coach, or his buddy, I would tell Broberg that you can't be tentative. With your skating, you have to be aggressive and be and use that as your as your biggest weapon to get up in people's faces and to close gaps and to you know shrink space and all that kind of stuff and then transport the puck. Because there has been moments in time where I see him not being tentative. And that's where I'm like, okay, I can I can see what he's going to be, but when he plays tentative, it's hard to show that because you don't have the, it shows you don't have confidence. 
So I do believe both parties share the responsibility, but I mean, that's in most development situations, right? You know? Yeah. Sure. But I, 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 I would have said, buddy, you're in the minors for the year. Right. And, and, and even started this year in the minors, you know, I know they, they mm-hmm. couldn't cause of the injury, the Ekholm and stuff, but he needs to play. You need to play to get better. That is how it works. Um, so, and it's not a COVID year, right? This isn't COVID like we saw yeah. with Bouchard in the past. So yeah. zero excuse here. I hope you're again, right that he goes down tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see it happening. And I think what you do is you take like a Gleason or somebody else on the team yeah. and you have them be the extra guy. Like Chris Knobloch couldn't have been any more clear. I'm pretty happy with the six defensemen we have going right now. Couldn't have been any more clear. No. So you don't make the guy who's sitting every night a number eight overall pick with a high ceiling. You let that player play in the minors. You bring someone else. If there's an injury and you need to spot someone in for a game, sure, you play your seventh guy. If someone's out for three weeks, now Philip Broberg gets the call. Yeah. A lot of chatter on the stream about how to handle that situation because they are one injury away from needing him. If it's a one-off, you play the guy that's here. If it's longer yeah. term, that's where you recall Broberg and then you have him regularly. Uh, Zuby, one more from you and we'll wrap it up. Okay, uh, sort of in this still, still on the same topic, um, I saw a conversation on the Twitter today, uh, people discussing, as far as the Oilers go, um, talking about Puliarvi, Yamamoto, Broberg, recent first-rounders who maybe haven't achieved what they were expecting based on their draft position and saying, is, it, yeah. is this, do you guys see this more being a failure of the Oilers scouting department or drafting a guy too high, or is that more a development problem with the organiza- within the organization? Yeah, a lot of talk about other names that were there when Broberg was taken. I mean, that's just that just is what it is. It's not a great look. Um, but I think you definitely make your drafting look a lot worse when you don't do a, a quality job consistently with developing strides. I think one just feeds into into the other, right? One just makes the other look even worse. Well, who's the guy in Minnesota? Is it Matt Boldy? Can you yeah. imagine this guy on in the top six for the Oilers? Oh my yeah. God, I've been a big fan of his. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, so that's a few players now. Now, you know, Pulley Arby, I, I don't think we have to go through that one. Yamamoto, I think size was the issue. So maybe that's scouting. You know, you're saying we we're not gonna draft people that are that that aren't that big or and or or yeah. thick, right? And and I'm not saying you can't play hockey if you're the size of Yamamoto, but it is more difficult. So I, I might put that one a little bit more on the Scouts, because he can play. He's a player, and he's going to play, I think, a long time, especially in that 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 money of $1.5 million. He's going to play a long time yeah. um, because that's the, the budget's at. And now Broberg, I, I'm not ready to give up on this player, and I don't think Oilers fans should either. There, there are sometimes a little pushback, give and takes, between these types of situations. They find their way through. So I, I'm, I'm still hopeful. Uh, they shouldn't trade him. By the way, they, they should not trade this player. Um, I would hold firm uh, with the agent. I would hold firm with the player. I would take charge of his development and start making decisions that show you're prioritizing his development and not prioritizing an itch you need to scratch in your lineup right now. Mm-hmm. And I would hold firm and not let this be the end of the journey with Philip Broberg and the Edmonton Oilers. Great stuff. Really appreciate all the comments that came in on yes. uh, our stream. Fantastic stuff. We really appreciate the contributions. Really makes the podcast. And this is frankly Strud's and I. Probably our favorite segment outside of Struddy's world. That will always be number one in our hearts. Struddy, let's wrap it up here with our gem of the night. I'm going to put it in your court. And it's brought to you by United Cycle, Edmonton's most iconic home for everything sports. That's United Sport and Cycle. A fourth-generation family-owned and operated business in the heart of Old Strathcona. It's iconic. Supporting hockey and our community for 95 years. If you need something for an athlete or sports fan on your list, let United be your Santa's workshop. Visit www.unitedsport.ca. Strutty? I don't think we have to go very hard for this one. Let's give it to Rod the Bod, otherwise known as Rod Brindamore, in his bench interview with Darren Pang. Let's listen. We're on our way to losing 50-0 right now. I've never seen our team play this brutal, so... I, at this point, you know, I don't really, I, I'm, I'm lost for words, to be quite honest. Oh, that's absolutely epic. That is classic Rod Brindamore right there. It's so funny. Gregor had him on his show the other day, and the first question he asked him, he's like, Rod, you know, you just so positive. You know, I just, what's it like? How do you sort of keep that positive energy up with your team? 
And then I was laughing with Greg tonight. I said, how's that for positive energy, Greg? Says he's just giving it to his guys during that timeout. Oh. He's just right in their faces. I wouldn't want – I'm pissed off Rod Brindamore coming at me, Strads. The best – the guy in the best shape on the team. <laughs> my favorite my favorite beast. part of that clip, too, is how he holds back on the F-bomb, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wanted to. Showed good restraint there. Really? Good restraint. Uh, all right, good stuff, guys. Bit of a late one tonight. Thank you for hanging in. Thanks to all of you on the stream as well. Really appreciate it. We'll drop another podcast after the next game. And I'll wrap up Got You Back for tonight. Big thanks to our title sponsors. We're proud to have them on board. Our great friends over at Sherwood Buick GMC just off Baseline Road on the way into Sherwood Park. Go see Phil and the fantastic staff. I got the elevation. It's fantastic. They've got high-quality vehicles, and we love having them on board as our title sponsors. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk soon. Cheers.